0: Welcome to Project Oncology on ReachMD. On this episode, sponsored by Lilly, we're joined by Dr. Pavani Chalasani, Assistant Professor of Medicine and Program Director of the Hematology Oncology Fellowship at the University of Arizona. Here's Dr. Chalasani giving us an overview on the current clinical trials investigating the roles of CDK4-6 inhibitors for early-stage HR-positive and HER2-negative breast cancer.
1: So most recently, we had data presented from two large randomized phase three trials. The first one is MONARCH e which is a phase three study of standard adjuvant endocrine therapy with or without abemaciclib in patients with high risk, node positive, hormone receptor positive, HER2 negative, early stage breast cancer. In this study, basically patients with high risk features and the way they define high risk in this study were... Patients who have tumors greater than or equal to four lymph nodes positive for metastatic cancer or one to three lymph nodes, and at least having one of the criteria, either a grade three tumor or the primary tumor size being more than or equal to five centimeters. They were randomized in a one-to-one fashion to receive epimacyclib, 150 milligrams twice a day for up to two years. With standard of care endocrine therapy versus standard of care endocrine therapy. They actually also had another cohort too, which was an inclusion based on a KI-67, and that was for tumors with one to three axillary lymph nodes and a centrally tested KI-67, which was greater than or equal to 20%. For this, they did not need only the tumor to be a grade three or a tumor size to be more than five centimeters, but that cohort included for a greater than a KI-67 of greater or equal to 20%. The other stratification factors were prior chemotherapy use, the menopausal status, and the region. A total of 5,637 patients were randomized, one is to one. And the primary outcome efficacy analysis was to look for invasive disease-free survival in the intent-to-treat population and the invasive disease-free survival in the KS67 high group in the intent-to-treat cohorts 1 and 2, and also the distant relapse free survival in the intent-to-treat population. Analysis which was reported at a median follow-up for about 19 months in both arms, the study investigators have reported was About a quarter of the patients completed the two-year treatment period, but uh, almost 58% were still on the tractive treatment period. And what they noted was in the invasive disease-free survival at the primary outcome analysis, the number of invasive disease-free events in the epimocycler with endocrine therapy arm was for 163 compared to 232 in the endocrine therapy arm only, with a hazard ratio of 0.713 which translates into a risk of developing an invasive disease-free survival event, was reduced by 28.7% with the addition of abamacycline. And this was statistically significant. They found no difference in interactions in any particular subgroup. There was benefit noted in all the subgroups. So this one showed a benefit of addition of epimocyclic. The other major randomized phase three study was the penelope which was a phase three study of palbocyclic combined with endocrine therapy in patients with hormone receptor positive her two negative breast cancer with high risk of relapse after neoadjuvant chemotherapy. In this trial, approximately 150 patients with hormone receptor positive her two negative who have no PCR after neoadjuvant chemotherapy with a CPS-EG score of greater than or equal to 3 or greater than or equal to 2 with a node positive. They were randomized one is to want to get palbociclib for about a year versus placebo. And this trial, the stratification factors were nodal status, age less than or greater than 50, a ki K67 of greater than 15% or less than that, and the region and the CPS-EG score. In this major trial, they found no difference in the primary endpoint, which was invasive disease-free survival at a median follow-up of 42.8 months. There was no difference in both the treatment, uh, palbocyclic arm versus the placebo arm. And there was also no difference in between the overall survival in this study. These two were the major trials, which are looking at addition of cdk 46 inhibitors in high-risk tumors. And what they've shown is while well, the ebemacyclip initially did show that there is a benefit. We are still waiting for a long-term follow-up. The Penelope B trial did not show any benefit of addition of palbocyclic. It is interesting. I mean, they are different, different CDK46 inhibitors, while in the metastatic setting, you know, duration of recurrence-free survival was kind of similar for all pretty much most of the cdk 46 inhibitors in the early stage. However, we are noticing they are more different and unique potentially, so there could be a drug-induced difference. However, one of the key things that we have to notice and realize is that the duration of follow-up on the monarchy is significantly shorter compared to Penelope B. So there was an initial difference in the Penelope B arm, but subsequently, the two curves came together. So we will have to wait and see if the two curves continue to be separate or they will then merge with a long term follow up. So based on the results that we have seen, both for Monarch-E, which was a positive trial, but with a shorter duration of follow-up, whereas uh, Penelope-B was a negative trial with a longer duration of follow-up, there are a lot of unanswered questions and more um, the research which needs to go on. The key thing is, is there a particular type of subgroup which benefits from the cdk 46 inhibitors rather than a larger group? And is that defined by molecular biology, a type of luminal B? or a 67 we need to further define that. And also the duration of the treatment is something which we need to optimize. And which kind of CDK4-6 inhibitors and what is the optimal backbone of the CDK4-6 inhibitors, which endocrine therapy will be optimal for those. There are a lot of further questions we still need to answer and refine further, but we'll be hoping with more follow-up, we'll be able to get more information on that.
0: This episode of Project Oncology was sponsored by Lilly. To revisit any part of this discussion and to access other episodes in the series, visit reachmd.com slash project oncology, where you can be part of the knowledge. Thanks for listening.